You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, Murph, we're back from Ragbri and life has returned to normal, sadly. I know. I guess it's been a couple weeks now since Ragbri, and I think my, you know, what would you call it? Like your post-Ragbri depression, you know, like kind of a life after Ragbri stinks syndrome is starting Mm -hmm. to go away. You know, now that we're, we've got 50 weeks until the next Ragbri, so I feel a little bit better about it. That's right. That's right. I'm coping by uh, still working on the last Ragbri. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So... I have been working on going through the lost and found from rag ride this year. And it's just, everything is a little bit of a reminder about how fun the ride was and like reuniting stuff with people is always a good feeling and trying to make sure that everything gets returned, Yeah, which it's crazy. The stuff we get back. And I don't know if you saw, I posted online a picture of the stuff that we found. Oh, I was amazed a at the, um, the Iowa nice of Ragbri, right? I mean, you have little mm-hmm. baggies of money and speakers and bike computers. And I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I did actually see a bike in the background of one of those photos, but I'm hoping that's just <laughs> one of your employees that was riding to work. Yeah, that's right. We have a bunch of random bikes at the office that are not lost. We don't have any lost and found bikes. Okay. <laughs> All the bikes that were lost on the ride were returned to their owners. <laughs> okay, very good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But just yesterday, going through the stuff, I returned, I don't know, three or four wallets that had hundreds of dollars in them. I returned GoPros, speakers, I mean, you name it. People returned it, and we got it back to people. Now, we have a couple missing wedding rings, which is kind of sad, but um, I don't think anyone has found one. We had, everyone keeps saying on the post, oh, there's a ring in one of your pictures. Well, it's like a kind of a crappy fidget ring, so don't worry. I checked into it. I hope that's not someone's (laughs) wedding ring. Right. Especially since you just described it as crappy. As crappy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe, it, well, it, it did go through rag rice. So maybe if it was polished up, it would be nicer. But yes, it doesn't really look but like it is it, nice but... to know when things get lost, when people find those lost items, they turn them into one of your trailers so then they can get reclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. And then there'll be another wave, a small wave of stuff that comes back once Matt and Ann do the last round of town visits. Oh, sure. Where if any of the towns had collected stuff, they'll give it to them. It's usually not very much stuff, but you never know what they bring back. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're doing all that with the lost and found. And we've had our first Ragbri 50 planning meeting, which was exciting. (gasps) So, you know, I have an idea of what our theme and our logo is going to be, but not the route. So okay, and, and I'm assuming you can't tell us listeners. I guess I'm I'm more than a listener, but you can't tell your co-host and listeners <laughs> what the logo is going to be. Uh, it's going to be very cool. That's all I can say. And the but, Ro- the Roman numeral for fifty is just the letter L, right? It's the letter L. Oh. So we're talking about how do you how do you incorporate that into your logo where everyone knows it's a Roman numeral or you know, and not just the letter L where you don't want to have a hat with a big L on it because, you know, L means loser also. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of discussions about how to get around that and how to yeah. really respect the Roman numerals because nobody really wants to get away from that. Right. It's just, how do you, at first I was drawing on the whiteboard and I'm like, well, can't you just put the lines above and below it like you do on like World War II so you know it's twos. But then if you do that on an L, it looks like a one. It's just 
Oh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So the things yeah. that, you know, we as writers don't really think about how much work went into, you know, designing logos and thinking about the L and how it works. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to have a hat that says I'm a loser. Well, no, but I will. If Suzanne makes it, I will wear it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, yes. But um, our graphic designer, Suzanne, is incredible. She would never make us wear that. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to Suzanne. But um, yeah, so that's been exciting. And then more in the short term, we've been planning the Ragbri Fall Ride, which is the Great Iowa Fall Ride. Yes. Which I always think is funny because the initials are TGIF, but the ride is on Saturday, October 8th. <laughs> awesome. And so. you can you can get registered now for that, correct? That's right. You just go to ragbri.com and it's one of the top things on our menu bar right there. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be a similar route to last year with starting and, com- starting and ending and coming, mm-hmm. which is southwest of Des Moines and just a fall celebration, a lot of beer, a lot of apple cider, a lot of, I don't know, pumpkins, that kind of thing. Entertainment, so, I'm assuming, at the end of the yep. night. Yep. We're going to have a big band, but we haven't announced the band yet, so stay tuned for that. Ooh, exciting. Um, I would drop a hint, but I cannot remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're good. They're good, though. So Very good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, I am planning to come to the fall ride, and I think we mentioned this on the last podcast that you know there will be opportunities to see Murph and AP back together again That's at a bike right. event. So, uh, of course, if you see us, make sure you say hey. Say, hey, that's right. Yep. So we'll be there at the fall ride. We also have plans to possibly be together at the Iowa State Fair. So like, you know, a little crossover action. You happen to see us there. Exactly. So what about you? What have you been up to lately? Or or what do you have planned in your near future? Oh, yeah. I have a couple of different bike events. Um, In about a week, I'll be heading to Lincoln, Nebraska for what's called Gravel Worlds. So I'm uh, registered with, uh, there are three friends and we're So the four of us are going, and I'm registered to do 75 miles of gravel in one day. So that'll be an interesting day for sure. It's not a race for me. It's more of a let's see if I can do this. So it'll be Uh, fun. You can do it. I know, of course I can, yeah. And then uh, next month, I am planning a trip with a friend to do the entire Katy Trail, which Mm. is in Missouri. So pretty excited about that one. We're going to... Park at one end of the trail and then take the Amtrak to the other end. Oh, how fun. And then bike our way back. So it's pretty excited. I did a small segment of the Katy Trail. uh, I think it was last year or maybe the year before. So I'm excited to get back out there and do the whole thing. Yeah. And I've only heard good things about that trail. So I cannot wait to see your notes from the ride. Yes, exactly. So speaking of notes from the ride, um, this past RAGBRAI, RAGBRAI 49, we had uh, quite a few celebrity sightings. Mm. And I saw a social media post where a rider specifically said, hey, did anyone see any celebrities on RAGBRAI? I will note out, nobody mentioned AP and Murph, which (laughs) I'm a little bit bummed about. I probably should go back and review and make sure I didn't miss it. But oh, yeah, yeah. the responses were pretty fun. Yeah, I saw that too. And, you know, of course, Ryan Van Duzer was on there a bunch yes. of times. Um, and we just had him on our pod last episode 213. So yes. if you want to hear Please more listen. about Doozer. Yes. yes. Oh, and Doozer has just released his YouTube video of his experience of Ragbride Day 1. Um, there are a couple cameos of me, a.k.a. Oh. Murph. I It's... <laughs> It, I feel like I'm a little bit of a celebrity now, even though oh, they're I just you are. B- b- like 
you know, half a second of my face and me and my yellow helmet. But anyway. <laughs> hey, yeah, I think that's that counts. Absolutely. And another celebrity I saw in that post was Denise Mueller, who is the fastest cyclist on earth. Yes. And you and I both got to hang out with Denise throughout the week. She mm-hmm. is so amazing. We did interview her back in episode 181. So you really should tune in if you want to hear about the fastest cyclist on earth. Yeah, I know. She is so cool. And I just love that we don't have to say that she's the fastest woman on earth. She's just the fastest cyclist, period. Yes. It's pretty neat. Yes. So, and then, of course, last but not least, another celebrity that we absolutely adore seeing on Ragbrite is Nelson Bales. And obviously, Murph and I, well, maybe not obviously to you, but obviously to me, Murph and I have had the honor of hanging out with him many times. Yes. And guess what? He is today's interview. Yes. Okay, listeners, if you don't know who Nelson Bales is, he is the first African-American to medal in cycling, which is pretty darn cool. It's pretty darn cool. He got a silver medal in the 1984 Summer Olympics. And then in 2005, he was inducted to the Lehigh Valley Velodrome Cycling Hall of Fame. And then in 2009, even better, he was inducted into the U.S. Bicycle Hall of Fame. So, And then he has all sorts of other medals and awards, but I don't want to get into that now. I'm sure you will in the episode. Yeah, we do talk about it. And I will also say, if you YouTube um, him doing his velodrome uh, racing, racing, it's mind-blowing. And I do, you know, when I talk to him in the interview, I kind of ask him, like, you have to be super fast to be in the velodrome, but you also have to have the smarts about you because they're almost doing, they actually are doing track stands while they're kind of yeah. trying to feel each other out and see who's going to make the first move. So super yeah. cool. Oh, and then, and, yeah. oh, go ahead. You also have to be super brave to ride in a velodrome because oh, have you gosh. ever seen crashes? I mean, it's like not a flat floor. <laughs> right. And it's indoors, yeah. right? So you're going to like yeah. skid on that wood or whatever it is. Yikes. So. Yeah. yeah. But I was also going to point out that Nelson was even a New York bike messenger in real life, but also in the film Quicksilver. Oh, is that the one with Kevin Bacon? In it? Uh, yeah. So he is <laughs> he is literally one degree from Kevin Bacon. That's incredible. Hey, so that means we could play the Kevin Bacon game. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, AP, but I have actually met Kevin Bacon. What? And <laughs> I have a photograph. Him and my mother... And his brother Michael and me oh in a photograph. Oh so I you you are famous actually. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, oh, back it. back yeah. to Nelson. Yeah. So his nickname is the Cheetah, and if you saw him on the ride, you would know because his bike is Cheetah Print, and it's freaking awesome. Yes. Um, and he just posted he had a Rag Bright Day One video on YouTube, so. You can look him up on YouTube, and his account's just Nelson Bales. Yes. So I, pretty easy to find. I had such a great time talking to Nelson in this interview. And, of course, we had a great time talking to him on Ragbri and the other Absolutely. events that we have gotten to hang out with him. But on this interview, he talks about his life as a competitive cyclist. And then we come back to present day, and he talks specifically about his Ragbri experience. He even gives listeners some pretty cool tips for recreational riders who do multi-day rides. So... Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Nelson is always a treat to be around. I mean, I can't wait. All right, well, let's take a listen. All right, we have a very special guest on. I want to introduce Nelson Vales to the podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So a few fun facts about Nelly. It's hopefully it's okay. I call you Nelly. I know that's your nickname. Carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Nelly was a medalist in the Summer Olympics in 1984. He's the first African American to medal. Pardon me. 38 years ago. 38 this... years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nelson is also the first African-American to medal in cycling. And he's been inducted into not one, but two Hall of Fames. And even after all of that, he's actually a superstar in the movies because he was a bike messenger in the film Quicksilver. So I got to say hello and welcome, Nelly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to, I didn't get to ride with you, but I did get to hang out with you with the Primal Wear gang uh, on the last Ragbri, which was a couple weeks ago. Yep. That was cool. That was pretty cool. And it was fun to see you and visit with everyone else along the way. And your sweet bike. But we'll get into that in a second. All right. Okay. So let's start out. What was professional cycling like back in the 80s wow professional cycling you know i think the 80s i would like to say it's not that i think let's not use that word i think in the 80s it was the breakthrough for cyclists marquee cyclists to start getting paid ah, okay from the 70s to the 80s to where you know i was part of the greg lamont era and there was contracts granted i was an amateur during the 84 games but I competed a lot of pro-am events mm -hmm. along with others. Uh, and now they call them today continental races. Mm. But back then it was pro-am events. And uh, I was a marquee rider and I stood up to the name. And you did, I watched, uh, I actually watched the video of you from, I, I'm not even sure what event it was, but it was in mid-80s and you're in a velodrome. Yep. And that style of cycling is just mind-blowing to me because you have to have, you know, the physical strength to be able to outbike your your opponent, but you have to have the mental strength to like do a track stand for I don't even know how long, minutes until, you know, one of you makes your move and then it's a sprint to the finish. Yeah, you know, and back then it was a lot of finesse in riding. So you had to not only be smart, but strong and fast. You know, I think in today's track sprinting, it's not so much finesse. It's just like fast, strong, mm. uh, you know, race to the front kind of thing. And, and uh, it's not as exciting as it's been when I was racing. I would like to say in today's world, mm -hmm. and I could be wrong and a lot of listeners may disagree, but then again, what do I know? Uh, that's my disclaimer. But other than that, you know, as a competitive cyclist, I was, you know, I enjoy training in order to win. It's That's well said. And the videos are amazing. There's all kinds of, well, you could go to your website to see some of those videos. But if you just, you know, Google Nelson Vales, there are all kinds of like, and it's fun to listen to the commentators. It is pretty fun. You yeah. know, I mean, it's kind of fun, you know, different Different applications for the listeners out there. You Google my name. One phone may show up with another. One tablet may show up with something else. But it'll take you into a little rabbit hole of of adventure yeah. and videos and, and explanations to answer your questions. 
So did you grow up as a competitive cyclist? Like, have you always had that bug to be in like a race mode? Uh, it, uh, let's use, I, I grew up as a competitive cyclist because I think when I got involved in cycling, it was introduced to me as fun. Oh. It wouldn't have been fun. Uh, the hard work uh, didn't come till later, which became fun um, in the normal. But, you know, from a young age, my from parenting, uh, I was introduced to many sports. And my brothers, sisters, my dad, you know, would take me to events. And everything was always fun. Win or lose, it was fun. Mm. And that's how I, I was introduced to not only cycling, but other sports. Uh, you fall down, get up, or it's not all you hurt. It's like, hey, that was cool. You fell down. Let's mm -hmm. brush yourself off. This is how you do it. Let's get up and let's do it again. You know, kind of like that with safety. And, um, you know, I try to instill that in kids and parents today to not scold their kids when something's wrong, but, you know, help them along because they're kids. So you already know to help them so they don't forget their shoes. Help them pack their bag. You know, and that's what my brothers and sisters, parents, they they did their best to make sure I had everything I needed and extra in the goodie bag so that when I got to an event, it was fun mm -hmm. and I didn't have to stress about forgetting something because I had a big bag. I can pack it all. And what's cool about that is, you know, if you're a younger person and you're seeing the fun in a sport, then when it gets to the point where it's really competitive and you have to suffer, both mentally and physically, it's probably still in the back of your mind that like, this is fun. I enjoy doing this. Yes. And and that, that goes with the people that are participating versus the people that are the marquee brands that are pressured to win. Mm -hmm. And people that just want to post a time, you know, it becomes, it, it was, again, it becomes fun. And I would like to say to our listeners, you know, the hard work, from the coaching, you know, growing into uh, more of a world-class athlete, from the coaching staff, uh, the hard work became normal mm. because the payoff was so great. If you work hard this week and rest next week, you can win. Mm. You know, things like that. And the formula came together, and that's the formula for people that win all the time. You don't win them all, but you win a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that was me. I didn't win them all. But I did win a lot. Mm -hmm. And speaking of winning, you are an Olympian. Yes. Like, describe what that's like. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can say they're an Olympian. Uh, once an Olympian, always an Olympian, never a former Olympian. You know, at that level of competition and for anyone in any country to make the team, you know, for all countries – even in the U.S., but for every country to be an Olympian, it's so hard to make the team, it can be easy to win a medal. Mm. Uh, you know, you get the smaller third world countries, it's just as difficult to make the team, but then that competitiveness to get them to the final mm -hmm. or just to be competing round after round, that's a, a feat in itself of all the hard work that comes into it. So, of course, you get a winner. And then you have a loser, mm -hmm. you know, but still you're competing and that's a win in itself. Mm -hmm. And like, go back to that, that summer Olympics, like 
Can you even describe, you know, like, I can't imagine, like, the very beginning of it where all the countries are together. Like, was it just mind-blowing? You know, I was so prepared. It was, it was for me, and I don't know the listeners, you got to sit back on this one. At that level of competition, it was so normal. It was so normal because of the steps it took to become a national team member. Mm then to compete to be part of the Olympic team because, you know, a person doesn't train four years for the Olympics. They train four years to make the Olympic team. Mm -hmm. And after you make the team, then you can move forward. But, you know, it's the story of someone working so hard. That's all part of the, the, the puzzle mm -hmm. to put it together. But then you have to make the team. And once you make the team, then you have to train to win. Mm -hmm. You should be training to win if you can't make the team. Because that other guy, I was that young guy that eliminated the 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 elders. Mm. You know, I was a new up and coming cyclist. You know, it happened to me. I did it to others. And uh, for anyone in any sport, you just have to put in the work and never bitch about it. Mm -hmm. But like, it's your competitors, the guy that, that wants to win as well, he's doing it. Mm-hmm. You don't know where or why or how, but you got to be ready when you show up to the line. Mm -hmm. How's that? That's, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> and you have the nickname Cheetah. Yes. Where did that come from? That nickname came from an announcer named Brian Drebber out of the Velodrome Trexel Town in Pennsylvania. All the competitors had nicknames. You had heroes and villains, you know, during the Friday, the Tuesday night and the Friday night racing. And all the villains and heroes had nicknames. And I was a cheetah, the fastest cat in the jungle of New York City. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it stuck. Like, it did stick. We'll talk about it in a second, but you even have a cheetah bike. Or a cheetah, yes. cheetah painted to look like, I'm sorry, a bike yes. painted to look like a cheetah. Yes. Okay, yes. so yes. you briefly yes. said, you know, something about New York. And you were a bike messenger in a movie, Quicksilver, which is pretty darn cool but were you a bike messenger in real life as well i was a bike messenger for two years in real life uh one of the i'll say this i'll boast i was one of the top messengers in new york city back in the heyday of messengering mm. uh, a lot of it came from consistency uh consistency meaning you work from eight till four and and you deliver packages and you're in good with the dispatchers, which means that you can handle the workload. If you can handle the workload and you're not putzing around, such as a rain day. People don't want to work on a rain day. Mm -hmm. I work on a rain day. So are you the bike messenger I have in my mind who's, you know, super fast and crazy going in and out of traffic and taking risks? Uh, no, I, ha I am more precision. Oh, precision. I was doing precision. I always... You know, in New York City, France, Italy, on the streets, you know, you have to have that acute sense of awareness. Mm -hmm. Something you don't learn in a book. Uh, uh, a good example, people that ride city bikes in New York City, they're pretty awesome on the road. They see everything. They can dodge anything, you know, and it takes that acute sense of awareness to get around, to be as good, to be safe. But what you visualize as the alley cat races of the guys doing their fixed gears in between zooming that yeah. still goes on but 
uh, that's not the messengering way because it's too high of a risk mm -hmm. to injure yourself, uh, let alone mess up your equipment, then you can't deliver the package. Right, yeah. Then it doesn't matter if it's raining or not because you can't get out there. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it, 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 it brands itself mm -hmm. into what it is. But get this. Speaking of videos, I was just in New York City prior to Ragbri, and if someone went to my Nelson Vales Google, uh, if you go to Nelson Vales YouTube channel, I got two videos of me riding through New York City just recently. Oh, nice. You could, ride, you could take a little four-minute ride with me. Oh, that's minutes. cool. I love how you're always like, ride with Nelly, sit the wheel. I love that yeah. about your videos. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you can sit the wheel and ride with me through Central Park and, and to the hotel and back. Oh, that's great. Um, yes. Okay, so you mentioned you recently uh, completed another RAGBRAI, and we all know that's the week-long tour across the state of Iowa. Give us your, like, lowdown of your experience as far as the people, the terrain, the riding, all of it. Wow. I, I have to start with wow. And for the listeners, a lot of listeners have already done RAGBRAI, been there, done that, or do it all the time. Uh, and then you have your new person. Another excellent year another very very memorable experience mm -hmm. there was no bad this time around uh always good and bad meaning mechanicals flat tires you know stuff that that hinders your ride to continue on and, and put a little delay in your day mm -hmm. but it was none of that it was all good smart riding because you ride take your time and i noticed the comment that everyone loves me saying is don't do the miles let the miles come to you yes you I, I like to give that credit to Mr. Mark Wyatt of the Bike Coalition there in Iowa. He said that to me, and I said, I'm going to use it, and I'm going to make it my own, and he granted me with that wish. Yes. Don't do the miles. Let the miles come to you. I love it. Yes. And that's what RAGBRAI is all about. Mm -hmm. You know, you stop, you rest. Uh, it was so much fun to be riding along, not even with the primal group, just by myself, talking to myself because I'm in between stops mm -hmm. and we're going to be a group ahead or people behind to see someone, a bike on the side of the road and a guy laying underneath a shade tree on the side of the road, just taking a break. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's ragbri. You know, you got the group of people eating the apple pies off someone's driveway. It's like, that is so ragbri. Hey, let's stop and get an apple pie, you know, things like that. And, it, and I try to explain it. But it's really hard to explain unless you've done it. Yes. And in order to do it, there's so many logistics that come into play. Uh -huh. make it fun, and we can talk about that later. Yeah. And uh, for listeners who maybe haven't done RAGBRAI, uh, Nelly, you do a great job of um, doing videos along the way. And you will have them on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah. This, uh, this past week's, uh, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, seven days, uh, and I try to compile it for the listeners. If you see my RAGBRAI videos, I, I, it's kind of fun to be a YouTube star in the RAGBRAI family because I take my time. I try to give the flavor along with some cool music, and it's fun when you chat with people and you get real-life stories, which I call RAGBRAI stories, of all the fun and flavor. And I met so many people this past week that are doing RAGBRAI for their first or second time because they saw my videos, you know? And it's kind of an honor to run into someone on a vending line in the food line who says, you're that guy in the video. I love <laughs> because I saw your videos, you know? And it's like, pretty cool. So yeah. let's get you a video, you know, things like that. So my little 
Shimano HD camera does the job. It's nothing fancy. It's just a matter of the editing and taking your time to bring the flavor to you, the public, on YouTube. Thanks for that platform. Yeah, and if you go on YouTube and look up Nelson Bales, you can see Reg Rice Past, which is also fun to look at, just to be able to see the crowds, th- see how things have changed over the years. Yes, yes. And uh, not even over the years, but yeah, it's like the terrain. Mm-hmm. Because the route is different, although we vi- visit some towns many times, of course, but the route is always different because you have different people next to you. Yeah, every day, actually every hour is probably different on Ragbri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your sweet bike. I've mentioned it a couple of times, and it's extremely noticeable. People are going to know it's your bike. That is so much fun. A gentleman, he's an artist here. He he actually, he, he fixes carbon bikes and he paints guitars for rock stars, you know, uh, because rock stars don't bang their guitars on the ground anymore and break them up. Right. <laughs> You know, so the, they don't do that anymore. So he does that, but he hand paints my Cheetah Canyon bicycle. So that that's only one of four. Mm. The other one is just born and it's being put together and there's two more in the way. They're like babies, right? So they're different colors in the sense of the Canyon label uh, to identify, but the spots are all different because they're hand painted and uh, it's a real piece of art. And the artist, He's such a cool dude. He doesn't even want any credit. Oh, wow. he didn't even, Yeah, he's just an artist. And so I give him the frame and he does this thing. He he says, your frame is done when it's done. And, you know, I sell him the money or whatever he asked me to pay. And, and that's it. And it's a beautiful, I mean, it's a beautiful bike anyway. The Canyon bikes are awesome. But to add that little spice to it, to make it Nelson Vale's bike, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it's always fun to show it off and this year was a great piece of showing off so if anyone's interested in the canyon you they can just go on nelsonvales.com send me a message on the contact list uh it's all right there click on the bike you like mm-hmm. it states that you know if you're interested reach out to me and i'll help make contact with a salesperson you know to walk you through some items but uh you know my bikes now the bike the custom painted bike now that i have it's custom painted so it looks like it's worth thousands but you can buy that bike for thirty nine ninety nine online. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Mechanical shifting. It's not electronic, but it's the perfect ragbri road bike. Right. You know, for any recreational cyclist that likes to put the bag on their bike and a couple of bottles and the cool stuff like your bike. You have stuff on your bike, mm-hmm. and you can pack it just like that and ride comfortably. Okay, so that segues to my next topic, which is mm-hmm. about Ragbri and your time on Ragbri. And I'm sure that you have to, your mind has to be different than, you know, a normal bike ride because you are probably like programmed to go as fast as you can and to race people. But Ragbri is a recreational tour, meaning, you know, there's 15,000, probably close to 20,000 people sharing the road together and i'm sure that you're going to notice a few things right oh yeah you know the difference between the fast riders and the new riders and and that's kind of what sparked you know us getting this podcast together is there's things riders can improve on and i know nelly has some tips so let's call this tips from nelly okay well thank you for that uh let me see here's here's some good life example rag 
you know, you're that guy that can ride your experience. And a lot of people forget people are only riding rag ride once a year. Mm -hmm. They do it. They ride themselves in the shape. But you can't go on your left to someone expecting for them to move. You can't tell someone to watch out when you have to watch out for others. Mm -hmm. You know, so that experienced guy, that guy that thinks he's as experienced as anyone else, he's the one that has to slow it down, take it back a notch, and chill and watch out for others. Mm -hmm. Not like I'm speeding down the road, I'm on your left, get out of my way. Like you're posting the time. And and I, that's one of my dislikes about Ragbri when you come across that one individual bad apple that wants to speed up the left-hand side, but it's done without safety. Yeah. Because of others like you and I are recreationally riding, talking, having a laugh. Mm -hmm. We can't just move over because someone else is already there. Things like that. So for those listeners and those and those listeners that have a buddy that's like that, just tell them, hey, chill. Mm. You know, don't do the miles. Let the miles come to you and just wait. We'll see you at the next stop. Mm -hmm. We'll see you at the pork chop. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. But here's some other fun tips. I notice this all the time, people, you guys out there. Wash your helmets. This was, this was probably the best tip you gave me. Oh, man, it's like people, the crud is all on the side of the ear. You Go look at your helmet right now and see all the stuff. Put it in the tub, in the sink with some shampoo, soak those straps, and wash it every other time you ride your bike. You jump in the shower, keep your helmet on. You shampoo your hair, shampoo your straps. Nothing's going to go wrong with your helmet. So people, your helmet will last a long time if you just wash it and take care of the straps because the salt is eating it up. And now that you look at your, your helmet now, some people are looking and going, wow, it's already beyond the point. So just, get another helmet. just invest in another helmet and take care of it. Don't, don't. I know it's so fun that the tide people are there. I ask people. Don't try to wash your clothes out in the shower and expect for it to dry the next day. Mm. It's not kosher recreationally. It's 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 a it's a road to disaster hygienically. You know what I mean? So I tell my listeners, tell your listeners, I tell all my friends, pack the cycling clothes. So let's go through a little packing list. Everybody get a little notepad, pen and paper, memory bank. You ready for this, Murph? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here's your little list here. This is how I do it. Prior to Ragbri, my logistics, I look at seven T-shirts that are not coming home. Seven T-shirts that are not coming home. That old T-shirt, you're saving it. Why are you saving it? That white T-shirt with the yellow under the arms. Why are you saving it? You know, it's going to Ragbri because I'm aware tonight and I'm not going to put it on the next day. It's going to go in the trash or you're going to clean your bike off with it. Oh, your bike yeah. Your bike needs, needs Yeah. You know, you, you take that T-shirt, you wipe off something, clean something, clean your hands with it, use it as a towel, but it doesn't go back in your bag. Same thing with the underwear. So that way, when you pack, each day you go a little bit lighter because mm -hmm. if you need something, if it's a little chilly at night, go buy a sweatshirt from one of the vendors. But otherwise, you pack it accordingly. Look at the 10-day forecast. Uh, always bring one jacket for the night cool air, mm -hmm. but disposable underwear, disposable T-shirts, disposable clothing that does not need to come back home but you pack it because you need it that one day maybe a rain day forecast things like that so those are just little tips outside of cleaning your helmet and making sure your bike is clean and your equipment works don't put oil in your chain people everyone's chain is dirty it's wax now 
So clean your chain. Have the bike shop guy clean your chain so it looks silver. It's supposed to look silver. Right. It's not supposed to look black. So everybody look at their bike. You see your black chain. It's dirty. It's supposed to look silver with nothing on it. It's modern day bicycles now. You don't need all that oil. Uh, and then carry dirt. When you touch something, you touch your clothing, it's dirty. Mm-hmm. Clothing. Let's stay on the clothing. Cycling clothing, folks. Rag dry is so much fun. Everybody wears their tank tops and things like that. And I was talking about washing your clothes. Just bring four pair of shorts. If you don't have them, you can get them on Primal. Mm-hmm. We're doing all the clothing for everyone. You save a budget to get your rag dry shorts and your rag dry jersey each year. That's a collectible. And then you have your last year pair of shorts. And then you bring some extra shorts, but you got to have at least four days of cycling shorts so you can do the tide wash day. Mm-hmm. It's really important uh, for those that are camping to be able to bring your backpack and you and your buddies, you make your way into town and tide does the free laundry day. And that's what I try to do on my third or fourth day. Whenever they have those days, yep. I'm that guy that's there with my laundry bag so I can get my free wash. And then I wear the same set of clothing the second half of the week. Some people may not have that convenience, but it's good to play the game and try. Yes. And back to your first comment about, you know, if you try and wash things each night, people who haven't spent a lot of time in Iowa may not realize how humid it is here. And, you know, if you're tent camping and you, like you said, let's say you go in the shower and you wash your kit while you're in the shower, there is no way that that's going to be dry the next morning. No way. Because (laughs) the humidity in Iowa is, it'll your tent will be like a soupy mess. Yes. Yes. So that's why, you know, you suppose you put those in your laundry bag and then you get some freshies again, you know, I'm going to throw this out there for my listeners prior. Your logistics are prior to as an individual, or if you're going to do it with a club, mm-hmm. you know, look me up, look up my primal clothing and order a bunch of cool stuff. It's always on sale. Yeah. The, the, the stuff that's on sale are high quality. It's just last year's. It's not worn out mm-hmm. or anything. It's just cool stuff from last year. Now you got this year's covers. Uh, so I invite all my fans to just go check it out, get the coupons, use that stuff, and pack accordingly so that you said no washing clothes unless you do the Tide wash and dry for free that they offer that day. And that's so much fun. Everyone is there, and there's always a machine. Even when you have to wait. It's like waiting online for food. Still the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, or you see your buddy and you share the washer. You know, you're adults here, so you can share the underwear in the washing machine. It's a big deal. <laughs> I love it. It really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't, right? So we're adults here. But yeah. So what else What else you have that I can offer some helpful tips? Well, here's, uh, I think that you could offer a good tip on this is um, if you think about RAGBRAI, right, you know, the roads are open to vehicles, but you typically don't see one. So that means the riders are spread out over the entire road. And what is, like, what's the correct way if you're trying to pass somebody, maybe they're three or four wide, and they're having fun, they're having a conversation, they're not being unsafe, but what's the right protocol when you're trying to pass another cyclist in this scenario? Why not come up behind him and say good morning? Oh, yeah. You know, on your left is not, I don't think it's cool. People use it, it's correct. You know, I usually say good morning when I'm passing someone. Mm-hmm. You know, good morning, I'm coming through. Oh, hi, good morning. You can go through. You know, that's so pleasant. 
when you say good morning to someone because we're all out there. We're going to the same next stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and so someone doesn't mind moving over when you say good morning. But when you go on your lap, it's like, damn, I'm having a conversation with my lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're on your left and me. You know, things like that. So, And new cyclists might not understand what on your left means, you know? I mean, if you're announcing that you're on the left, that doesn't mean if somebody if I hear somebody say that it doesn't necessarily mean I'm supposed to move over. Like, is somebody just telling me that? So I totally agree Mm -hmm. that being able to say good morning, you know, just simply like, hey, do you guys mind if I go around you? I mean, it's not going to slow you down. It's not going to slow you down one bit. The clock is not ticking. Get to the other side. Oh, yes. That's back to it's a recreational ride. That's right. And if you get there too soon. They won't have the expo set up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and what are you, what are you going to do that. all day? What that's I did that one day with a fast group. We got there so soon, you were in the way. People trying to set up, so you couldn't really even eat. It was it was, I was dumbfounded that how did I go from from seven in the morning, you know, and then now we're in town at eleven thirty yeah. when I should have been in town at three o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so those are those are those are some great tips, Nelly. I appreciate it. Yeah. So now that Ragbri is over, do you have other events on your calendar this year? Yes, I'm working currently on the Maryland Cycling Classic in in the D.C. Maryland area, mm. the pro race, and I'll be a celebrity host guest there uh, as the professionals come over from Europe to race in the United States for a one day classic. Uh, so those that are in the D.C., Maryland area, uh, I think it's the weekend of August. It's Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. So you can see pro bike race and bike racing. You can see it for free. Yeah. You can see the, some of the pros you see in the Tour de France. They'll be here. What else we got going? Uh, currently working with a couple of new projects uh, with Primal. Mm. Uh, so for Rag Ride next year with Matt's help, uh, we're going to do a Nelson Vales collection. Mm, nice. Celebrating my life and history in sports for the recreational cyclist. So I want to do a really cool clothing collection that his and hers can wear on any given weekend ride, mm-hmm. things like that. So I'll be working with Primal on that for next year's rag ride. Same thing with the Canyon. Uh, we're going to do something special. I've been talking with management here in the United States about possibly coming and riding with us at rag ride to check it out. Mm. So they can get the experience to know what their consumers will like to do, especially with the gravel all road bikes that they have in their lineup, mm. which is a perfect bicycle for Ragbri Iowa crowd between the gravel roads and the nice roads that they have one out there mm-hmm. and anywhere else for all the listeners. I love it. And the best part about you, Nelly, is that if someone can't come to an in-person event, they can watch your videos and get the perspective of riding with you. That's true. That is true. And I'm currently putting together day one and two of Ragbri from last week. Oh, so awesome. I'm looking at the musical tracks and I don't want too much to go to the cutting room floor, but I will try to introduce the flavor of how we do it with the primal group and what we do, you know? Yeah. So how can people follow you if they're on the socials? Well, thanks for asking that. Uh, well, first of all, nelsonvales.com is the call to action. So you can ask your questions there. You can shop there on my shop page, uh, along with uh, events. My event page is always updated. 
Also through Twitter, it's under Nelson Vales, Robert Nelly, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Facebook. Uh, I just did a promotion because it was 38 years ago. I won my Olympic medal along with many others that year in 1984. So we did a nice big Facebook promotion on that with videos. But Facebook and Instagram, those messages, people usually contact me with one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick questions, and I usually follow up. Great. Well, Nelly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I love the tips that you gave some of our recreational rider listeners. And it's just nice to be able to say that I've talked to an Olympian. Ah, that's so cool. That is so cool. Uh, you get to talk to Olympian all the time. But, <laughs> you know, I think you're really cool people. All your people around you are cool. The Ragbri family is so fun. The new generation of Ragbri with the same old volunteers are awesome. And if you're a l- new listener to this podcast or just an old been there, done that, next year is going to be greater. I agree. It's going to be great. I'll be at the round announcement party to hold the envelopes because you know I know all the cities in Iowa year, right? I don't know (laughs) any city. They can tell me we're going here and here, and I would not know unless I had my phone in my hand to Google it. So we're going to Iowa, USA, some town that's going to be a hit, and it's going to be fun. Excellent. So make sure NelsonVales.com. Go check out that website and learn about Nelson's past, his present, and his future. Yep, yep, all the videos, everything will be there. All right, thank you, Nelly. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone out there. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at just go bike podcast at gmail.com or you can also follow us on social media at just go bike on facebook twitter and instagram please rate review and subscribe to this podcast especially if you're a fan and if you have any extra time pop on over to the morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews all right that's a wrap we'll be back next week until then just, just go bike, bike.